Hello, good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. This is Red Barn Radio's 19th season, and tonight we welcome you to show number 715. To keep our staff and our musical guests safe, we will continue to abide by state and local guidelines concerning cleanliness and personal protective equipment. For now, you, the online viewers and radio listeners, are the Red Barn Radio audience. This evening, we bring to the Red Barn stage Lilac, an indie rock quartet based in Lexington, Kentucky. The band started in 2015 as a solo project of Gideon Mackey, who gradually added diverse members who worked together to develop a sound we think you will really enjoy. Please welcome Lilac to Red Barn Radio. I haven't seen you in a while. I've been wondering where to go from here Gabriel What am I supposed to do? Is the writing on the wall?
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. This evening on Red Barn Radio, we bring you the band Lilac. The unique musical styles of this group of players pull together an eclectic sonic experience we think you'll enjoy. Lilac's members are Gideon Mackey, Elizabeth and Paul Varnado, and Zach Martin. Welcome back, Lilac. Am I fooled? Am I 
Wonderful to have you all with us. Our guest tonight is Lilac. They're a four-piece here from Lexington, Kentucky, and Gideon, the sort of archetypical Kentucky music story, is usually set in the mountains or in some hollow, usually includes a, a banjo or a fiddle. Your story seems very different, and really your music doesn't really seem, to me, confined to any place in particular. You're right. I don't know how to play banjo. I actually really only know how to play guitar. I've tried to play other instruments. My dad got me my first guitar when I was eight years old. He uh, hid it in a closet and gave me a little treasure map to find it. You know, I was just over the moon excited and kind of grew up playing worship music with him, learning chords through those types of songs. That wasn't in Kentucky. That was, I think, in Virginia when we lived in Virginia. Moved to Kentucky early 2000s and started my song career in elementary school for the fifth grade talent show. I wrote an original song that I still remember how to play, but I will never play it for anybody. But I kind of fell in love with songwriting around that time. That's kind of where things started. When it's time to start again, we pack our bags and leave the state. We're not going on vacation. We're saying goodbye. When you first met, there was spark that lit the fire. But something in this world turns the shine of a pearl gray. Creeps into your house and waits by your door. And like the ghost in my dreams, they never go to bed.
the song Start Again, mm -hmm. uh, you said it's about your family. It sounded at least on some level like it was about picking up and moving on to another place, and, and there may be much more to it than that. Did you move around a lot growing up? Yeah, moved around a lot growing up. My dad pastored several different churches, mm. um, so we were, for whatever reason, on the move uh, several times. That song specifically is kind of a heartbreak song about my folks splitting up. We moved from Michigan to Kentucky, and so that's kind of a story about that painful transition, but also me looking at my folks and kind of navigating through that on my own. I tried to think about the different visuals from those memories that I have. We took a Greyhound bus down and I'll never forget that. Just sitting with you know my mom and my siblings in the Greyhound bus.
So you all moved down here, not for your dad to take a church down here. So we were moving around all over the place. We, we originally moved down here so he could go to school. And what's funny, and honestly, just a huge blessing for the whole family is that we're all still in Kentucky, you know, even after all of that. So uh, you developed as a musician in the church then. At what point did you start to sort of branch away from doing music specifically sort of in that idiom and doing other kinds of things? Well, I think that my first experience with, you know, music that wasn't conventional or something, you know, or apart from like the the three chords that you first learn is when I took one of those first chords and I realized that you could, you know, move it up the guitar neck. And then it was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is amazing. And I want to figure out everything that I can possibly do with this. I by no means consider myself, you know, a, a good guitar player or anything, but I love finding interesting sounds through the guitar. And I think that that was kind of the introduction of that. And it kind of just led into a life of trying to find melody through the guitar and then later on it would become trying to find melody through voice as well as the guitar so
Is it your goal to be a different kind of guitar player than you are? It just takes so much time to play as good as the other guys do. It's easier to just try to find your own style. Uh. I, think, I think that's also kind of the artist temperament is that you're always kind of looking for something beyond, like you have a goal that's always a little bit ahead of where you are in the moment, I think. That can sort of erode into sort of a bad place too, right? Are you hard on yourself as a musician, Gideon? I send the band like 10% of the stuff that I write. <laughs> 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 I think like it's important, you know, what I love about being in a band is that you can be vulnerable with people. And so I think it's a, most definitely a road and a process to even bring your ideas that you're not confident in. But I think a lot of times I am like, I'll write something and be like, oh, you know, that's, that's not going to work. And sometimes you know it's not going to work, you know, but you end up also throwing a lot of possible ideas out that in the workshop with the band could potentially blossom into something, you know? Yeah. This whole time up till now 
take care of with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. You said your goodbyes to all those places you've been spending your time. Whoa, 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 
like these together and then I wrote Isabella and Gideon wrote Ethel Drive we were working on an album this year on recording an album and Ethel Drive didn't make the cut but we knew we wanted to record that kind of in a more acoustic setting sometime this year and then I got to go to the beach this year and as I was walking on the beach this song that I wrote many many years ago Isabella kind of popped in my head the character the spirit is walking on the beach and so I thought, oh, what if we made like a, a suite where we have this song about Isabella and then a song about Rachel, who is the soul that Ethel Drive is about. And then we need a third one. And so Gideon came over sometime in the summer and he had listened to this podcast. We sat down and we kind of started hashing out these ideas about kind of like paranoia in your house and maybe hearing something in your house. It kind of melded with this other story for times like these. Yeah kind of roughly based on the story of a gentleman that I believe still lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I only know the story because I think of Snap Judgment or Radio Lab, one of those podcasts. But <laughs> but it's a really incredible story. He uh, was a TV repairsman. He became kind of a recluse and in his house with his wife and became very paranoid in his later years. And his wife ended up passing. And the whole town believed that he had killed his wife. And so him and a lawyer kind of team up and... Um, it's a really amazing case, but it turns out she had epilepsy. And really why she stayed inside is because 
she had trouble going outside and they were just so deeply in love. And he was so removed from society that he had a hard time explaining what had actually happened. That merged with some other ideas of paranoia and what it's like to spend too much time alone is what form times like these. All right. Are the children covered up in blankets? Are their toes tucked inside? Did you walk all the way down the hall to make sure everything's all right? with her words I'm breathing in that dusty air Did I do enough here for me to meet you there Cause it's times like these Don't know who's listening and for the life of me Something touched my sleeve Cause it's times like these She's talking back to me Don't know she's listening And for the life of me That's the last time I tell her Something touched my sleeve Cause it's times like these Saying I miss you Doesn't bring you back to me Doesn't bring This next song is called Isabella. This song itself is kind of a ghost. I actually wrote this song in 2007, which was one of the very first songs I ever wrote. It has a ghostly character of its own. An old woman that's kind of stuck in a very childlike mindset, and she tends to sort of dangerously wander off in various states of psychosis, but she's happy. She finds a lot of joy in her life, even though other people around her aren't quite sure where it is that she goes. Crazy 
Zach, I would love for you to tell about your music story with a special emphasis on your training as a percussionist. Just fell in love with drums at a young age. I think I was eight. I was um, at a friend's house and his older brother had a drum kit. And uh, yeah. So you then brought that interest into your household and was your family game for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, always. Yeah, it takes a lot of sacrifice to raise a drummer, you know. Like spatial, <laughs> big, it takes up a lot of space, it's loud, you know. I don't think my parents could have been better about it. My mother, who doesn't play an instrument, would notice. She really likes the, the buzz rolls, or the, like the different drum rolls, and would comment on those and have fun, and she'd tell me music she liked to dance to, and, and my dad showed me a lot of music. He's a killer sax player and sound engineer. And Was he a sound engineer for a living or, or as a hobby? For a living, Oh, yeah. he was. Here in Kentucky? No, it was out uh, west where we're from in uh, Portland, Oregon. There's a company called Rose City Sound back then. 
Did you grow up in an environment where that activity was going on? Or were you able to like go to a studio as a young person and see some of that? Or were you too young? I would have been too young at that point. At some point, he became a pastor. I'm going to get all these facts wrong. I might have been three when he became a pastor. And so it was kind of more in that world. But he still he would still do it from time to time. And he always loved it, you know, and he's brilliant at it. He couldn't really get away from it, you know. He'll still run sound for us sometimes and other events and yeah.
Gideon, let's talk about the evolution of Lilac. Did it begin as Lilac when it was just Gideon? My first band was a band called Absalom, Absalom, and we played around Lexington in early college. I played guitar in that band. I didn't sing. After that ended, I wanted to keep playing music, and I had some songs that I'd been working on. So I somehow got the keys by good graces of a dear friend of mine to use his studio, and I had no idea what I was doing, and I started recording those songs. And that's when I met Paul and Elizabeth was around that time in, I think, 2015? Met them at a Halloween party, and I found out that Paul played bass. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man. It was the same night, and I had no, no desire to be in a band. I had just met this person. He was like, I'm tracking this EP. And I kind of threw my hands up. I have no interest in being in a band, but I will come and record some songs. And then first time we hang out, he changed arrangements of songs based upon bass parts and was... <laughs> completely like this is as much your song now that you've contributed to it as it is mine and so I said if you ever play a show I'll play a show and then we played that show and I said okay you you need anything <laughs> literally like coat off my back whatever um so yeah what happened that sort of endeared you I think he wooed me with mm -hmm. an IPA and potato chips mm. yeah they were fried in coconut oil, and they were a red curry flavor, and that's pretty good. Our band really revolves around food, which is very true, actually. That's very healthy. We always eat together, and we're always sharing snacks. <laughs> well, that may keep you together as much as anything, is providing you all can share some of the same foods. Come remind me of my name, what I'm doing in this frame. And how it ain't Just a waste of time Like rolling the dice Hoping you're not the first one out Remind me of my Cause I'm a beggar when I need you And right now I don't have much to lose Reaching out my hand to you
would like to thank Lilac for being with us this evening. We also thank our volunteers and staff for their help in making our production happen each and every week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube and Twitch, and those listening to us on the Red Barn network of stations. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. We thank LexArts president and CEO, Amy Sweetall, for helping to make the production of Red Barn Radio possible each and every week. Our website has updates and further information on our guests in our program. We are on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now, folks, let's welcome back Lilac to close us out with one more number for the evening.
thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The music for this episode was mixed by Adam Schettinger. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. The best music from the roots of the South and sharing this music with the world. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC. (laughs) 